Breeze FM presents The Locker Room with Lachlan Cross, Grant Johnson, and James P. White. Brought to you by Always Plumbing and Heating. Thinking about a new furnace? Get a free quote at alwaysplumbing.ca. You gotta come on. Bang, 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 bang. Here we go. Morning, boys. Good morning. Morning. Jimmy's drunk. <laughs> I'm not <laughs> totally drunk. If you took a test, like a sobriety test right now, would you Fail. be able to drive? I couldn't drive if I was sober. <laughs> he was reeking of booze last well, night. You got into those Coronas, hey? Yeah, I may have had like six or seven. And some Mexican whiskey, apparently. Mexican too. whiskey. I didn't even know that was a thing. It's not, but I'm sure they've tried to figure out some way to some make it Mexican. Yeah. <laughs> well, there was some tequila involved. Anyway. Sounds like a great Thursday. Nice little Thursday you had yourself. Setting yourself up for the weekend. He's going to kill you. But I, like, I remember thinking to Over myself... Army Chris's house? Because Army Chris uh, hijacked Jimmy's uh, podcast. Yeah. And and then sort of forced himself into the narrative. And, and you know what? He's got a little studio, does, too much money. Great in. equipment. He does a good yeah. job. And it made sense at the time. But then when he started doing it over on a regular basis, I'm like, he's going to kill you. <laughs> like, you're going it's, to it's die. Not like, it's not like you just go there, do your podcast, go no. home. It's like you no, go there at noon. shit tanked. And Dave, Every it, Thursday. And Dave was there. And it was Dave's birthday a couple days ago. So they're still celebrating that. <laughs> Just tuned. Every Thursday. <laughs> Gets in the car, all I could smell was booze. Yeah. Well, is that why you had the Jimmy Vent open? Yeah, I had the, the, windows. the window down. I got four more days. Is that it? Yeah. Four more days of driving Jimmy in. Yeah. We need to talk about that because there's some controversy with that now. What's the controversy? What's the controversy? A carbon tax lunch. We're going to talk about it later. That's coming up. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. <sighs> Four more days, Grant. That's it. That's the end of an Today. era. Today. Then three days next week, and then I've got like and three or four off. days off yeah. to to move into the new house, and then it's the overweight alcoholic midgets on his own. <laughs> Who we'll are you going to yell at in the morning? We'll see. You'll start picking him up. It's not going to happen. <laughs> Locker room topic of the day. Okay, so we need your favorite comedic horror movies, and from what comes in this morning. We'll be picking a midget at the movies for Jimmy to watch um, this coming week. And we thought we'd give him a bit of a break. He watched Hostel, which is like Saw on steroids yeah. on Sunday. Um, so we're doing something with a, a little more levity to it. Mm -hmm. Still fits into the theme of horror movies for October, right? Um, so, again, text us, 780-989-0957. That's also a phone number you can call us. We're trying to pick a a movie for Jimmy to watch for Midget at the Movies this weekend. And it's got to be a comedic horror movie. Yes. So we'll do our favorites. I have one that I've been a fan of forever. I watched when I was a kid. Um, Jimmy, we'll start with you. What's yours? House Ding Dong, You're Dead. Beat you! And this goddamn house! Don't make me mad! 
I, I had to see a clip of this. I've never heard of this. But oh my son! Who's the actor? Uh, Norm William William Catter. He used to be in a TV series called The Greatest American Hero. Okay. Yeah. I really I recognize him. But Norm is in it too from Cheers. Norm. Oh, okay. There you go. One of his earlier because that's like 1980s. That movie House. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, Grant. What's yours? Uh, mine is Zombieland. <laughs> it's a good movie. No! No, no, it's okay. It's okay. I got him. <laughs> Bit of a longer cut. How you say hello? Where are you I coming from? This. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I can't believe I shot Bill Murray. <laughs> I always that enjoy one, that one. I'll I'll throw that one in. That one and the second one are good too. Yeah, the second one I actually is is just as good as the first yeah. one. I thought. Um, I think you've seen those though, haven't you, Jimmy? You've seen the Zombie Lands. I saw the first one. The first one. Okay, so maybe the second maybe one. Maybe double tap. Yeah, there you go. Um, and mine is Army of Darkness. Well, hello, Mister oh, yeah. Fancy Pants. I got news for you, pal. You ain't leading but two things right now: Jack and shit, and Jack left town. So good. It is a good movie. I wasn't into those movies. I wasn't into horror movies. Um, and somebody turned me on to them when I was like pretty young. And I watched because there's more than a couple. The first one's actually kind of scary. Yeah, there's Evil Dead. Yes. And, yeah. Army of Darkness is, is a little more comedic. Yeah. Like uh, the one where they're in the cabin in the woods is actually kind of scary. <laughs> I don't think I've seen that. You don't think you've seen Army of Darkness? No. Okay, well, we got to put that on the and, list. And Alza? Al's a fan. The guy with the arm, the chainsaw for the arm. No. Huh. What? Okay, well, definitely that's something. For sure. That yeah, that's on. on the list. The Locker Room Topic of the Day. We're looking for your favorite comedic horror movie. Shaun of the Dead. Bill Bob Dean. Rock and roll, brother. Shaun of the Dead. I'm not staying there, though. Why not? If we hole up, I want to be somewhere familiar, I want to know where the exits are, and I want to be allowed to smoke. That's that UK comedic duo. Yeah, so Simon Pegg is, is the one that was just talking, and then Nick Frost is his buddy. Shaun of the Dead is awesome. I think you would like it, Jimmy, because it's a zombie apocalypse where they go and they they put themselves in a bar. They basically they go to, the go man, to their, to their the Manchester. Yeah. They, <laughs> they go to their, their local they, uh, drinking hall. It's exactly what would happen with you and Army Chris if there was a zombie apocalypse. You guys <laughs> would just lock up in a, a pub and try to wait for it to blow no, over. We would just lock uh, ourselves in his garage. <laughs> the locker room topic of the day. Your favorite comedic horror movie, seven eight zero nine eight nine zero nine five seven. There's quite a few that are coming in that I've never heard of. Um, this one's coming a few times. Chad saying the devil's rejects. Oh, yeah, clown. Uh-huh. Oh, hi. Hi. I'm going to have to be taking your car today. See, I have some top secret clown business that supersedes any plans that you might have for this here vehicle. <laughs> <laughs> so, What's that about clown business? Rob Zombie directed. <laughs> oh, it, okay. It One looks, of the Rob Zombie movies, yeah. It looks terrifying. It doesn't look funny at all. <laughs> they say... Uh, Black comedy horror film. Okay. So a little comedy in there, I guess. So I watched uh, three or four clips, and none of them were funny. <laughs> I'm like, this is not funny. I hate clowns, though. I've always hated clowns. <laughs> the locker room topic of the day. Your favorite comedic horror movies. Again, we're trying to pick one for Jimmy to watch this weekend for Midget at the Movies. October theme, horror movies. Andy said, killer clowns from outer space. Where's my dog? Where's my boy? 
Rotten Tomatoes scores. Really? 76% from critics. People are, people, I've never seen it. People are getting the theme of this, right? Comedic. <laughs> well, it's a clown. Clowns are not funny. <laughs> Clowns are terrifying. We should pick a movie for you to, uh, us both to watch. You've seen this one, right, Jimmy? Yeah, I watched it with my movie group. You saw the, oh, you saw Killer Clowns? Yeah, it's so okay. dumb. All right. Yeah, it looks <laughs> just ridiculous. I think that's where they throw it into the, it's so all over yeah. the top that it's like, okay, well, we don't know what else to do with it. We'll put it into the comedy category. Like I said, high Rotten Tomato scores, though. The Locker Room Topic of the Day. What's your favorite comedic horror movie? 780-989-0957. Chucky. Child's Play. Hi, I'm Chucky. I'm Chucky. Hey. Are these funny? Play? Yeah, they're they're kind of they're horrifying. Tongue in cheek, like they're horrifying. <laughs> I watched the first one. It gave me like when I was a teenager, gave me nightmares for years. Is it because you could relate to the main character? <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of with Jimmy on the on those Chucky movies. I. I I mean, I get it's it's like a doll, and and maybe there's they're supposed to be kind of like slasher funny, slasher funny, like, a little bit scary, but oh, like okay. tongue in cheek kind of yeah. Because it's a doll that's it's running doll around, that's killing riding a people, tricycle and I, yeah, stabbing people. And I've kind of avoided it. There's so, about a million of them. The idea was to try to find a way to um, pick a movie for Jimmy to watch, and I think we boiled it down. We'll get to that next. I'm going to let Grant decide there's, based on how many. There's two but, that have come in the most. Okay. But the texts that we have coming in are just people wanting me to suffer. No, there's there's the two that have come in the most are like actually good movies. And then there is an element. Of, and then there's people. Yeah, Ryan, Hostel 2 is not funny. <laughs> Three, two. The Locker Rooms, Midget at the Movies. I shall call him me. It's like Minute at the Movies, but shorter. So from the text that we've got for the topic, we're going to pick our midget at the movies. I'm going to let uh, Grant do that. The, I'm more partial to one over the other. Yeah. So I'm letting you decide because um, it's the the one that I'd like him to watch is my favorite from being when I was a kid. It was your choice in the topic. Yeah. And there was two that came in the most, Army of Darkness and Shaun of the Dead. Shaun of the Dead, I did count, had more texts in okay. uh, for it. So let's so, do that one. Shaun of the, I think you'll really like Shaun good, of the Dead, to be honest. It's really good. I movie. saw the trailer and it looked dumb. It's a zombie apocalypse and they go to a bar and drink. It's funny. <laughs> it's actually funny. I, I bet you. Oh, I would I, do that during a zombie apocalypse. Well, that's just it. That's why I think it's a perfect yeah. movie for it. And, and, you're, and he's, they're completely oblivious so you can relate. Like they come out of the bar that night. And you're that, drunk zombie, right now. And they're laughing I don't know at people who are zombies like, look at him, that guy's wasted. <laughs> I'm drunk right now. <laughs> All right, so we got our midget at the Shaun movies. Of the dead. You're in the locker room on Nutty Five Seven Cruise FM. When I was a kid, I um, I started collecting music when I was quite young. I was about ten or eleven when I bought I bought a cassette. Actually, yeah, I bought uh, Daryl Hall and John Oates. Yeah, and you were big into uh, into those. Guys, all in oats. <laughs> and you had a mullet back totally then. Totally guilty pleasure. <laughs> Ten years old. I remember hearing the song on something. I don't remember what it was, but I remember hearing the song on the radio or something, and I uh, I, 
I got my dad to take me to the record store. He was living in Vancouver at the time. We were visiting him, and he took me to the like a big record store, and I went and I bought my first cassette. Yeah. And I started getting into, at 11, 12, 13, I started to get into more rock. And then uh, ACDC, Led Zeppelin. Well, you always say you were you were a 70s kid, so you were... I was a 70s kid in David the 80s. David Bowie, Elton John, no, Diana Ross. I was not into the, <laughs> the, pop, the pop 70s. And uh, I had a ton of cassettes. And then in the early 90s, I started buying CDs. I think the first CD I bought, actually, was when I was living in Kelowna, working at the Lake Okanagan Resort. Mm. And I think it was Tragically Hip uh, up to here. Because I was on a houseboat on a party that weekend, and somebody was playing the hip. And I was yeah. like, what is this? And uh, I bought myself a CD player, and I got my first CD back in 1991. And I started collecting CDs. I just missed... The record, like the vinyl. Yeah. My dad's got this old, unbelievable vinyl collection. Actually, I, I'd love to go through it one day. Go steal it. Yeah. Anyway, um, I got into radio shortly after Kelowna, uh, well, radio school in Vancouver. I got my first job in 1994. By the time I was two and a half years, three years into this business, so late Mid, mid-90s, late-90s, I was doing work in the music department for radio stations. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I started collecting CDs. And back in the day, it doesn't happen so much anymore, you used to get visits from record companies. like Or even bands that would bring you. Yeah, yeah. And that's kind of a thing of the past. I, I don't even know if they... if. Record reps, do they even come to the radio stations anymore? I never see them. Yeah. Anyway, back in the day when record companies actually had some chutzpah and they had some cash and some influence, um, they would try to ply you. Like They would bring shit by, right, and mm-hmm. drop it off, and jocks would get CDs. But the music department in particular, I, I would ask for things that I wanted personally. Yeah. So I, I started this collection, and it got out of hand quickly. And I, I think at one point I had close to 5,000 CDs. My wife sort of bugged me when we were moving to like pare it down. So when I moved, I would get rid of stuff that I wasn't going to listen want to. Hold on to. So over the years, I have kind of like gotten rid of it. I have about 2,500 CDs left right now. And if you've ever seen me do that podcast in the afternoons, because mm-hmm. my office is downstairs, the CD wall is behind me. Um, you've probably seen the CD wall. It gets brought up quite a bit on the podcast, actually. And I was going to sell it individually on eBay, a friend of mine was going to help me get set up on eBay, and he's like, you should sell that. You'll make a ton of money because people are still buying this stuff, and you have some stuff in there that, that you can't buy, and, and mm-hmm. some of it isn't opened, and la da 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 Anyway, and then he, 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 a couple of days later, he goes, you should maybe try to sell it all. You'll save yourself a ton of time. Just sell it as one bundle. So I put it up on Facebook Marketplace, and I had I, I had about 10 people sort of like bugging me about it, like mm-hmm. sending me notes. How much can I come by? And there was a couple of people that are going to come by this weekend. And one guy in particular, you might even be listening this morning. He's a regular listen. Uh, Jamie sent me a note and he said, ah, let me think about it. And then got back to me last night, pulled the pin and bought the whole thing. Wow. So it's gone. gone. Hey, my CD wall. So, so you're buying us uh, breakfast on Monday. Yeah, no. Um, this has always got to be about you. eh? 
No, it was about us. It's it helps the show coming to an end. Like my, I'm actually kind of emotional about this. Yeah. This is a collection that you I built had. it up, like your like, stamp collection, and now it's just being torn away from you. She better not make me sell my stamp collection. But next. you can take us for beers now. Yeah, Jimmy. Yeah. But yeah, you can buy us beer. <laughs> I, I said breakfast. It's cheaper. <laughs> anyway, yeah, it's. I kind of want to just get it in a box. He's coming Sunday. Mm-hmm. He's bringing a case of beer by. We're gonna have a couple of Budweisers. I'm gonna load his load his truck up, and I got to make good food boxes. A bunch of them downstairs. Yeah. So I'm just gonna put everything in a make in my make good food boxes and load up his truck and send him out of out of there. I just kind of want it away because I want to stop thinking about it. Yeah, because I I have this just tear the bandaid off. Yeah, I have this like I've had this thing for so long. It's uh, I've been dragging this collection around. It's mm-hmm. grown. It which is just annoying when you move, right? Yeah. Like, I got a box of DVDs that I'll never... Still in the shed. But you yeah. just you can't carry it around with you. Can't you, get rid of it. Yeah. You need to take a picture in front of it so that you have the memories to warm your heart. Because it's going to hurt you. I didn't I didn't actually do that. No I started, pictures? I started taking it. I have a picture of the wall itself, but oh, okay. I don't have... Maybe that's enough. Do I need one with me in front of it? I got one Probably. with Jimmy passed out in front of it. Okay, send that to me. <laughs> Please. <laughs> That's a, that's a special moment. Yeah. <laughs> Locker room with Lachlan Cross, Grant Johnson, and James White, ninety five seven Cruise FM. Okay, Jimmy, you're you're still drunk, intoxicated, so I don't want this to get bogged down with any details. <laughs> okay, okay, it won't be. Okay, um, just to catch everybody up quickly, when we started out as a show six plus years ago, shortly after we started. I started picking up Jimmy. It was casual at first. We and were then, doing a bit where he needed to be... Because when he takes the bus, he yeah. doesn't get here until after 6. Um, so we needed him here earlier. So you started yeah. picking him up. And then it just kind of became just, a thing. It just became a or thing. It's kind of on my way. I'll just swing by and pick you up. And um, I really... Honestly, I swear to God, at the beginning of it, I wasn't that upset about... Um, I wasn't that upset about I'm the fact that, I, Albert. that he wasn't giving me any gas money. Yeah. It is what it is. He, I mean, if, he's if you don't know this, Jimmy can't drive. He's got some medical issues. He's a little person. Well, I could drive. He just they won't give him a license. Probably would be difficult for him to get a license with his visual like, problems. If I drove to work this morning, I probably would have been pulled over. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, and he's got a drinking problem. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I swear to God, I'm not making this up when I say I didn't have a problem picking him up. It's kind of on my way. It adds another five, ten minutes to the trip, but whatever. Yeah. Um, I, I actually were friends. Mm-hmm. I enjoy Jimmy. Occasionally, we get into it. <laughs> we get into it. We fight like like brothers. Yeah, he totally oh, do. One hundred percent fight like brothers. We, we totally fight like. He brothers. doesn't know when to be quiet when you're trying to listen to a pod. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, there's a smell issue. We don't again. We don't want to get bogged <laughs> down with get details. Too deep into this. When I started to get annoyed with him not paying me for gas and and maintenance on my vehicle and and that kind of stuff is when carbon tax became a thing when the when the payments back to people mm-hmm. because that just drives me crazy just leave money in people's pockets listen i don't want to i don't want to get upset about it's friday we got a weekend <laughs> ahead the carbon tax drives me crazy the fact that they take money away from us and then give it back to people it it makes me nuts so I wasn't getting any carbon tax back 
rate based at first the Alberta carbon tax when they put it in you, at the beginning it of was it, just certain people under tax in a tax bracket yeah, were getting money like back. if you're if once a week you're eating out of a dumpster you got money yeah. okay everybody else didn't get any money so I wasn't getting any money but yeah. this little bastard was so what I imposed was because I was driving him to work every day it costs money to run a vehicle mm-hmm. insurance maintenance tires, tires windshield yeah. water, oil changes speeding tickets gas speeding tickets so I imposed a locker room carbon tax lunch so every time he got a tax payment he had to take me for lunch okay now that's kind of gone by the wayside because Jimmy legitimately and to his credit started to feel bad about how much gas like gas was going yeah. up. so we ribbed him and, enough he started paying for parking here yes and then eventually started kicking in a little bit of money for gas and then the carbon tax thing changed so the we rebates. all get money and, anyway yeah. uh, so it kind of went by the wayside but it's worth a conversation moving forward on how we're going to handle me picking you up if I do drive you. Because I think the carb... Jimmy was worried because we all got money. If you check your accounts, mm-hmm. you there's money, money in yeah. it. How does it work? This uh, one's called the I'm climate, climate action change action. And you get it a couple times a year, three times a year, I believe. Um, so we got one in July. Yeah. And then you should have money in there. So like a... I got like 200 bucks. They say $269 for an, the first adult, 135 for the second in your family, and then kids $67 each up to family four or something like that. But there's got to be some kind of it, it depending on what you make, they must be chewing oh, sorry, away. That at was it. the that was the that was the July one. This time is 134 and then 67 and 33 for kids. Okay. All right. Well, yeah. well, anyway, I got like 210 bucks in my account. Yeah. So that must be for the wife and I. You and the wife, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, listen, I still think I'm not going to get it, but I still oh, think. you're not getting no damn carbon tax lunch. I still think he should have a retroactive one. Like he should have to for pay the years. for the year. But whatever. I'm not going to fight you on that. But I did come up with a plan moving forward when I do have to drive you. Okay. And this is going to kick in immediately. It's called. The Luber. So not the Uber, but the lock Uber. And <laughs> the I don't, Luber sounds like something. That's <laughs> really horrible. I don't want to actually do math. Like a car. I want to get so picked up. So here's, here's how I'm going to handle it. If I... You're not going to pick me up. I bet he will from time to time. From time to time, I will. I will. Because I'm going to be forced to. Or like yesterday, I had to drive your ass to Army Chris's so you could do your podcast after we did it. So there, that would be a, a Luber, a Luber payment. So <laughs> That really does not sound good. <laughs> instead of just like trying to do math on how far I'm driving you and what it's going to cost and all that, it's just a flat rate, 10 bucks. Every time I have to drive you summer, somewhere, the Luber cost comes into Every effect. Every time you get in his, in his now, van. like surge pricing, I'm going to have a smell pricing. <laughs> so if you smell bad, I'm going to add a surcharge. Five to, bucks? $2.50. Okay, yeah, that's not bad. Right. That's not so bad. like this morning, the drive-in would have cost you twelve fifty. your Luber, <laughs> because... You what if, what if he, flat rate uh, ten bucks and then you did smell you reeked of booze when I picked you up so that's twelve fifty. What if he leaves his phone or his wallet or Another his fanny pack in your car and you have to drive if, back? If I have to run him to pick up something he's left behind, that's another two fifty. So, <laughs> yeah. 
But you know what's... I like know it. It's, the I, a good plan. You know what's my, my favorite part about this thing of, of uh, you not giving me a ride any, anymore? Is the fact that I don't have to share my beer with you anymore. No more patio beers at the Den of Sadness. I'm okay with that. And now you can just drink by yourself. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, we also need to have a conversation about what we're going to do with your apartment. There, we do need to send some authorities in. Like, at some point, <laughs> we need to call public service. Because I am worried about it's you. It's getting worse and worse. Yeah. The Locker Room presents The Grant Report for JT's Bar and Grill, where good people come to enjoy the best food and drinks with other good people. Now, Grant Johnson. There's this story from the UK uh, where a woman has been arrested after letting her 10-year-old son get a massive tattoo of his name on his forearm. (laughs) And you know what? I'm okay with her being arrested because you can't let a 10-year-old choose a tattoo. I know when I was that age, I thought I knew what I wanted. And I even remember, remember, remember being in my teens and wanting tattoos. You're like, this would look really cool. I'll love this forever. And thank God my parents said no. Could you imagine if I was now a man in my 30s with a tattoo that I chose at the age of 12? I mean, yes, the Ninja Turtles are still cool, but I'm pretty happy when I go to the pool and take my shirt off. I don't have a giant portrait of Raphael on my back. Imagine the tattoo you would have right now if you were allowed to get one at the age of 10. How many people would be going into their very serious jobs with 69 tattooed across their lower back. I'm actually starting to think you shouldn't be allowed to get tattoos until you're 25 when your brain fully forms. Here's a good punishment. If you're a parent and you let your kid get a bad tattoo or piercing, you should have to get the exact same one. I think that's fair. I haven't even told you the best part of this story yet. The woman that took her 10-year-old son to get a tattoo took him to a hotel room to get the tattoo done. (laughs) There's a lot of bad choices being made in that story. The Grant Report is brought to you by Luber. Need a ride anywhere in Edmonton? And do you often think, wow, I wish my Uber driver yelled more and just drove through these pesky red lights? Lachlan Cross presents Luber. Get a ride anywhere in Edmonton for only $10. So... I'd say at least at least two, three times a week, both both of these hashtags or some semblance of this hashtag ends up on Twitter. Okay. Like Trump's going to jail, uh, you know, lock him up. Mm-hmm. Trudeau is like put him in jail. Like get rid of Trudeau petitions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Well, it's it's constant. Yeah, Trump's going to jail, Trudeau's getting removed from office. And I, I have, I know a couple of people that are, and, and listen, they're, they're wired to be more sympathetic to a, a left wing sort of leaning kind of mindset, mm-hmm. right? I would consider myself more in the middle. Well, all three of us are kind of, wow, well, Jimmy's a little more right wing than, than Grant and I. I think we're a little more in the middle than Jimmy. Jimmy's oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Jimmy's a little more conservative uh, than he was part of the reform party. I kind of shoot the middle. Grant yeah. kind of shoots the middle. Middle right. I'd but say I'm not I'd as take something from both sides. Yeah, I'm not as far right as some of these Looney Tunes that are. No, uh, no, no. You're not. But I'm no. just saying. But compared to to the two of us in the room, you're yeah. probably the more conservative individual. So and and again, 
I don't like any of the extreme side of it. I don't Mm-mm. like the extreme left. I don't oh, like no. the extreme right. There's elements that bother me. They're both they're, comical. They're both very comical. Comical, like yes, they're in their approach, dedication. Yes, their approach. They're yeah. And I know people that are like like hard right, and I know people who are hard left. And this is kind of for that overly woke, hard left individual uh, that might be listening to the program. Donald Trump's not going to jail. Never. He just he isn't. It's the sooner you accept it, I think the better off your life just is going to be. Just move on. Yeah. If you're tagging all of your tweets, even if it's about the dinner you had with Donald Trump is going to jail, <laughs> you're wasting your time. Um, the January 6th committee subpoena to have Donald Trump is not going to do anything. He's not going to stand up in front of some group of people. He's not, he's not going to testify. He's going to avoid it. He's going to avoid jail. He's going to avoid... They put him in the White House, and he was already a criminal. Mm -hmm. He was elected as a criminal. He will die a criminal, and he will be a free man till the day he dies. On his gold-plated toilet. The sooner you wrap... This is how things work. This is the world that we live in. This is democracy, everybody, and there's elements of this in Canada as well. Rich people, powerful people, people with even perceived power, because it's speculated that Donald Trump is worth nothing, they will never go to jail. It's they, true. They I, won't. It just it will not happen. Like they're not gonna no one's gonna march into Lar Mar Largo or whatever the hell his golf course is called and put him in shackles and, and haul him away. No. I just think everybody needs also Elon Musk <laughs> is not going to jail either. <laughs> He will continue to make cars and flamethrowers. Oh, now he's making cologne. Is it cologne? Yeah, now he's making cologne. What does it smell like? Burnt hair? Makes sense. <laughs> Is that worth saying out loud? Just to, that these people aren't going to jail? They're not going to jail. You're wasting your time. Yeah. The hashtag's not working. <laughs> Give me your up. McDonald's, they really messed up their breakfast burrito hardcore. I, it's always been my go-to. I had them yesterday, and I thought they were really good. Not, but, uh, maybe it's just He's a specific. Maybe you week. got a bad one, yeah. About because the breakfast less, less we sausage, to, uh... less cheese. Like you don't get the salsa unless you ask for it. Oh, that they're no, smaller. that was not my experience. I went before we went to. Get the catalytic converter strap on my car yesterday. The king strap, yeah. We stopped at McDonald's and I got breakfast burritos and yeah. I got lots of. I got extra salsa. They were really. T- I actually thought they were the best they were in years. Because there's they, something uh, that, that maybe they just give what me McDonald's crappy ones. Are you going to? We went to the same McDonald's. <laughs> same McDonald's and like there was less well, they cheese hate you there though. <laughs> it's not me. They, were you with him? <laughs> Why is it me? Because they hate you there. So most people would have heard about this, right? NASA's asteroid deflection mission, um, the acronym was DART. They had a longer name for it, but everyone was calling it the DART mission. I love that we have a planetary defense system now. Yeah. (laughs) That's cool. That's sort of a development of this. Um, Was this... This was a U.S. It was NASA. Yeah. Right. Were there other countries involved? Oh, there might have been. Usually when it's NASA, they have... People from all over, right? Yeah, even Russia. They're even, yeah, they're even still including Russians. Anyway, 
So what happened, if you don't know what we're talking about, this was at the end of September, I believe. They had a satellite, and they, they've they been tracking this one asteroid. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I guess if it continued on its path, from what I was reading, like in a thousand years, it could potentially hit Earth. So it's not like it was a risk of hitting not Earth. Not for us, no. No, not for us. But eventually, it might be a problem. So they decided they were going to try it. So they flew a satellite and but fired the size it. of a fridge. That's all it was, eh? Yeah. Okay. And they did the math and figured it out and launched this thing at this satellite, hit square in the middle of it. Now they weren't sure exactly what the impact would be. It was all sort of a test, right? Mm-hmm. And it was way more successful than they even imagined it was 25 times more successful than they thought it would be okay they did some math on that yeah okay. so right. it changed its trajectory and slowed it down and yeah something too i guess that they didn't take into consideration was so the, it now has a tail that has a bunch of debris and i guess that also impacted how how it'll move mm. as well so i i don't know i guess it's worth saying out loud that if an asteroid was on its way to hit Earth and collide with us at some point here that maybe we have a plan in place. Some protection? I don't know. I'll sleep better tonight. Did you see the other space thing, too, last night? Um, The star with the fingerprint? No, I have no idea what you're talking about. So they have that big James Webb telescope that's in, like, deep space now. Okay. And they saw this star that's near the end of its life, and it's formed dust around it, which is, like... doesn't happen very often in space that there's dust floating around and it looks like a giant fingerprint in the sky it's pretty cool okay i'll yeah. have to go have a look at yeah, that it's pretty cool yeah that um that telescope that you just mentioned the james webb they're unearthing a lot of stuff mm-hmm. yeah this is kind of a huge development though no it is yeah like we right? can shoot asteroids away and yeah there See you, fingerprints. There you go. You're in the locker room with Lachlan Cross, Grant Johnson, and James White. 95.7 Cruise FM. And we are joined by Victor Quee, the president of the Edmonton Hawks. Thank you for your time once again. Good, sir. We got a game this weekend. You were watching uh, Pickleball on TV. You're a big fan. <laughs> <laughs> You made a really interesting observation because you were asking if any of us were interested in pickleball, and I am mildly interested in it for whatever reason. And and he's like, I better not say what I actually think about this because I'm probably going to end up playing it at some point. (laughs) Yeah, you'll end up playing. It'll be the biggest sport in the world. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. It looks fun though, doesn't it? It's it's probably going to be in the Olympics, and there'll be some quote of me. Making fun of it, and then, you know, it's a multi-billion dollar sport. It's for seniors. <laughs> it's no, I no, see no, young people playing it. I see not all, I see all sorts of people playing it. But now. it was invented for seniors. I'm pretty sure. I think sure. it was, yeah. and I think it was. I uh, see it when I walk my dog. There's tennis courts that they've literally converted half of them into pickleball courts now, <laughs> and I see all ages of people out there playing it on a fairly regular basis mm-hmm. up in uh, up in St. Albert. And I, I think I nailed it because I was saying what's going to end up happening is your wife is going to meet somebody at the grocery store and you're going to become a couple friends and they're going to be big big pickleball fans and then you're going to end up doing this on your weekends Victor you know what that's called that's called projecting your fantasies (laughs) (laughs) that's what these psychologists would call that well we should talk about football since we got you on um, and let's get this out of the way okay this is the difficult part of the conversation 
The Toronto Argonauts are looking for their first win in Edmonton since the 2013 CFL season. The Edmonton Elks haven't won at home since October 12th, 2019. 15 straight games of losing at home in front of the home uh, uh, fans. Something's got to give this weekend. Yeah, well, that, that, that pretty well summarizes it right there. But here's the thing. People think that success comes when you're talented, right? And, and that, that could be part of the definition. But for me, success comes for people that are able to deliver consistently day after day for years after years to achieve a goal. Now, anybody could win one or two games, but can you play all the entire season, 18 games solid with commitment, with passion, with desire? That is when real talent shows Coach Jones has got the team motivated to play these last two games as if we're in the in the playoffs. That's the mindset. He's like, look, guys, we are in the playoffs. This, let's win these next two games. And so if you watched our practice yesterday, and these guys are still going hard. Nobody nice. has taken the foot off the, off the gas pedal. You can tell they're right there. Like last game, yeah. it was like they're driving the ball, they're down to the goal line, and then it's like the interception. Or they don't uh, get the first down. Like they're right there, right? It's it's gonna happen. We got some kind that, of monkey that's on still our back. lining on it for sure. You know, we're, yeah. we're we're on the rebuild and and all that kind of stuff that everybody talks about, and it takes time. But the fact is, don't take away anything from the two-time Grey Cup champions. Their team was unbelievable. They mm-hmm. played a, a, an amazing game, and they just looked. They were flawless. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, college game. Before t- tomorrow or s- is going to be a big day for football in Edmonton. Uh, it's a double header, so your one ticket gets you into both games, right? That's right. So you get the That's Golden right. Bears and the Dinos. Yeah, and if you're a student, you get them free. That'll be fun to watch. Cool. So you if you go to the U of A, get down yeah. to the stadium. So this was like um, this was if you remember. You know, maybe in our first time that we talked, this was one of the first major announcements that we made about mm-hmm. this doubleheader with the with the U of A Bears. So I'm really excited about this, and you know, it, this is one of those things that it, it seems like a really simple idea. Oh, just do a doubleheader, but because we only have, for example, two locker rooms, right, for two teams, and we got to keep them for our oh. for our game. Yeah. So there's like a whole other slew of logistics that uh, that makes. So they're changing really in the parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> they're changing at your station. Yeah. We'll drive them down. Locke's got a van. He can drive them. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's funny. So on your social media, you share a lot of motivational clips from some of your favorite uh, speeches. What's your absolute favorite? Oh, geez, that's that's a. I, I can't even narrow that down. You know, it really depends on what mood I'm in. And so what I try and do is th- those posts are sort of more reflective of what I'm thinking that day and what I feel I need to motivate myself. Because it's impossible to run hot 10 out of 10, you know, every day of the week, right? And some days you just wake up and you, you're like, I need a kick in the butt. I need something to motivate me. I need someone to show me where the light at the end of the tunnel is. And mm-hmm. um, so that's why I do those posts. We actually have a locker room promo tied into the game tomorrow. We probably should have cleared it with you and your staff. But if the Elks win, Jimmy is buying everybody in the rutting section a free beer <laughs> for all the free beer that he's got. Just just a heads up on that. So. Hey, Locke, can I borrow a couple Good. hundred bucks? <laughs> <laughs> uh, on the food thing... 
um, with you know, looking forward to next season. Is there somewhere where people could suggest food items getting added to the concessions, like uh, local places that maybe they want to see in the stadium or whatever it is? Yeah, I mean, they, they could hit me up on Twitter and, and share that. The, the thing to remember is we don't own the concessions. It's run by a third-party vendor through a contract with the city. Okay. So while we're, we're, you know, we're a partner and we can influence, but we don't, we don't run it. But actually, their lease, I mean, their uh, agreement is up for renewal, and the city's probably going to go to um, an RFP for it to other vendors and, and just sort of open it up for, for competition. So there might be some different changes hmm. for, for next year. The Green Onion Cake Man needs a, needs a booth. Oh, yeah. and, uh, <laughs> do you remember the name of the, uh, the, the meat pie guy? Bat- oh, the meat pies are there, though. No, uh, not the meat pies. Batista's pie. Calzones, is that what you mean? No, the Jamaican uh, oh, patties. Oh, the meat patties. Jamaican patties? Or- Graham's. Graham's Smokehouse, oh, I believe it was. We had those, those were so good. We had those yesterday, and that was a conversation we were having that uh, we would bring it up with you about uh, getting them at the uh, at the Elks games. Cause <laughs> you, are those the guys that are at that market at Bountiful? Yeah, I, I think so. I believe I think so, so. Yeah, yeah. And he does a bunch of stuff. He does like jerk chicken and stuff like that. But he's got the yeah. the traditional Jamaican patties, right? And we had a couple of them yesterday, and yeah, they were absolutely fantastic. Ooh, I'd love to have some of those. Yeah, yeah, and a little bit of spice in them too. Fantastic, and of course, dollar beer night. And d- yes, yeah, <laughs> dollar beer night. We're still pushing. That, that. Always, that always encourages responsible drinking, <laughs> especially from us. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Listen. Victor, thank you um, for your time again. We'll chat again next week. Um, we've got the game tomorrow, the doubleheader. I have a feeling there's going to be a lot of hardcore football fans that are going to head down to the stadium and spend a full day um, in uh, Commonwealth hanging out with you guys for the for the game tomorrow. So, what, the what time do the gates? What time do the gates open? Twelve tomorrow. Twelve. First game. First kickoff is at twelve. So sorry, gates open at eleven, and the U of A game is at twelve. Good luck this weekend, Victor. All right, thank you, gentlemen. You've been listening to The Locker Room Podcast, your official MMA show. A midget, millennial, and an asshole. Brought to you by Always Plumbing and Heating. Catch the show live weekday mornings on 95.7 Cruise FM.